Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. For those that did not hear of the terrible news, a gunman opened fire inside a gay nightclub in Colorado just before midnight a week ago Saturday, killing five people while at least 25 others reported injured. Now, the carnage occurred inside Club Q in Colorado Springs, which describes itself online as an adult-oriented gay and lesbian nightclub hosting theme nights such as karaoke, uh, drag queen shows, and DJs. Now, the suspected gunman was detained and taken into custody shortly after the attack. Now, those were the initial facts. And, of course, the left and the propaganda media went crazy. They blamed everyone they could think of and tried to make as much political hay as they could out of it. For instance, The View host, Joy Behar, she drew a straight line on Tuesday from the the Saturday night shooting at the nightclub in Colorado Springs to Congresswoman Lauren um, Boebert, uh, whose uh, 2021 Christmas photo uh, she, she brought to attention. Now, Behar was discussing the shooting of the Colorado's... Um, um, the shooting with Colorado's Democratic governor, Jared Polis, who is the nation's first openly gay governor, by the way. Her argument was that whenever, um, whatever else uh, set mass shootings apart from each other, the one thing they all had in common was the gun. She said, quote, well, the one thing, governor, that all these things have in common is the gun. The guns, I mean... They all have those AR-15s, unquote. (laughs) Lauren Behar, the congresswoman in your state, she said, posts pictures, Christmas pictures of her and her husband and her kids holding these guns, Behar continued. That's a very bad message to send to people, especially to children. But that's my own little aside here because... That really makes me nuts. (laughs) At least she admits she's nuts. So because of the Christmas card (laughs) that a a congresswoman gave out last year, Club Q was shot up, right? I mean, that's, that's the line you're trying to draw. That's the analogy you're trying to give here. That's absolutely ridiculous. That card had nothing, absolutely zero, nothing to do with the shooting. In fact, it was kind of funny if, you, if, if you've seen it. Anyway, The View's host, Sonny Hostin, who claimed last Monday uh, in, in, the, in the wake of the Saturday night shooting of the, of the gay nightclub, that, that Jesus would be the grand marshal of the gay pride parade shows you how little she knows about Jesus, right? She added, if you don't want to go to a gay club because you don't like gay people, don't go to the club. Why do you got to shoot up the club? She said, now this is where, where you're wrong, Sonny. Jesus would not have condoned their sin. Jesus never once celebrated 
the sins of others. You can look it up in the Bible if you want. It's all right there. There is not one time in the Bible where Jesus condoned the sin of someone. I, it, it, is, it is absolutely ridiculous to say that he would be the grand marshal of the gay pride parade. Now, co-host Whoopi Goldberg, of course, couldn't be left out, right? Back after a week spent recovering from her second bout with COVID, though I'm sure she's vaccinated and boosted and all that, right? Began by blaming the shooting on Republican rhetoric and claiming that the Congresswoman Lohan Boebert had been the in the forefront of discuss, of dissing LGBTQ plus people. Here's what she said. Quote, words matter. Words matter. And people like Lohan Boebert, who, you know, has been in the forefront of dissing LGBT plus people, is now saying her prayers and thoughts go with the families. Well, they don't really need your prayers and thoughts. They need your votes. That's what they need. <laughs> that's what will be said. Now, that's the quote. You can look it up. So what is she talking about here? I mean, what vote would have prevented a mentally ill person from shooting up a nightclub? There isn't any votes that would have done that. You can't vote that away. You can't legislate that. And yes, words do matter, Whoopi. Maybe you should take your own advice to heart. Because what you're saying is not true. And what you're saying matters. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It's on the view. But hey, take a look at what's happening here. The the headquarters of Focus on the Family, a, a Christian parachurch organization, was vandalized Thursday following the mass shooting. Maybe because of the words of people like Whoopi? The phrases, their blood is on your hands, and five lives taken, appeared on a sign displaying the Focus on the Family logo in an apparent attempt to link the group for the shooting, which claimed the lives of five people. Um, and and law enforcement officials have no information about a sub, uh, suspect in the act of vandalism occurring, um, as reported by the Colorado Springs Gazette. Well, since the initial blast of criticism from the left, they have come and, and really have become more quiet in what they're saying now, since new t- new details have come out about the shooting. In fact, the New York Times reported that the suspect accused of fatally shooting five people in the LGBTQ nightclub before being tackled and pistol whipped by bystanders sat slumped during a first court appearance on Wednesday, bruised, swollen, and uttering slurred responses to the judge's brief questions. The 22-year-old suspect, who won't be named here on this podcast, we don't name uh, these type of people on here, we don't want to give them the fame that they so desire, appeared on video from jail and was ordered um, held without bond. Now, the accused shooter, who is being held on suspicion of first-degree murder and hate crimes, is suspected to be formally charged at a hearing on December 6th. The new details emerged about the suspect 
as the 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 small close-knit lgbtq community in this conservative city hoisted a giant rainbow flag outside city hall to grieve the attack on club q which has been an oasis for many it says public defenders representing the accused shooter disclosed in court papers made public late on tuesday that their client identified as non-binary and used they them pronouns one footnote in the in the filing said that quote for the purposes of all formal filings their client will be addressed as mx instead of mr as in mr mx at a news conference outside the courthouse district attorney michael j allen said the suspect's gender identity would not affect his approach to the case or influence whether he files hate crimes charges. Quote, I'm looking at evidence, he said. That's what we look at when we're making filing decisions, unquote. Now, prosecutors have not said what they believe the motive was for the attack, and lawyers for the suspect did not respond to uh, quests, uh, and questions for comment. Now, Kristen Parada um, Brody, uh, a, a co-chair of the National Trans Bar Association, said that a suspect's gender identity should have no bearing on whether they can uh, be persecuted uh, or prosecuted, I'm sorry, for a hate crime in the Club Q shooting. Quote, the motive for a crime isn't dependent on whether you or are are or are not a member of a protected class. Let me repeat that again. The motive for a crime isn't dependent on whether you are or are not a member of a persecuted class. Ms. Prada um, Bodhi said, quote, it legally has no significance as far as whether the actions of this individual fit within the law regarding hate crimes. Now, I want to say here, I am not a fan of hate crimes for for a multitude of reasons. But how can a person of the LGBTQ plus community be convicted of a hate crime of that community? Can you be convicted of a hate crime of a community that you're a part of? Now, she and other legal experts said it would be the best for the court and the, the prosecutors to respect the subject's preferred pronouns and gender identity and treat them like any other defendant. Now, Stan Garnett, the former district attorney in Boulder, Colorado, uh, said that he did not know of any legal rules that required Colorado prosecutors or a judge to honor a defendant's pronouns or use of MX. But he said it would be very bad for him to ignore a suspect's self-identification. When the suspect was arrested, the, the, the people li- listed five potential counts of, of murder and five counts of what Colorado state law refers to as bias-motivated crimes, meaning that they were motivated at least in part by bias concerning a victim's race, nationality, religion, disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity. 
such crimes are more widely known widely known as hate crimes. So again, how can this be a hate crime? Because is he discriminating against his own sexual and gender identity? Sensual, sexual orientation and gender identity? It doesn't make sense, right? According to the police and witnesses, the attacker clad in body armor burst into the club just before midnight on Saturday and opened fire with a long gun, killing five people and injuring 18 others, at least 18 others, before attacking, uh, or I'm sorry, before being tackled by people inside the club. One club patron, an army veteran. This is this is a this is kind of an interesting story. This this army veteran was it was in there. He was there with his daughter who was supporting one of her friends or something that was performing, and and he went along with her, and he he uh, he grabbed a handgun from the assailant and pummeled him bloodily with it, and told another person to kick the suspect in the face. <laughs> yes which these interventions actually the authorities said actually saved lives. So kind of an interesting turn of events for him. Uh, In the wake of the attack, survivors and their families have focused on whether the suspect's family or law enforcement officials could have intervened before the attack and whether Colorado's red flag laws could have been used to seize weapons from the suspect. Now, again, I am not a fan at all of red flag laws. I think they're unconstitutional. And for one reason uh, uh, in, in this is that they just don't, they just simply don't work. So they're trying to infringe on your, on your rights, particularly your second amendment rights, and they don't work. I mean, this is a great example of, of this law enforcement officials said the suspect was arrested last year outside Colorado Springs after the suspect's mother reported being threatened by the suspect about uh, about a homemade bomb and other weapons. The news release from the El Paso County Sheriff uh, about the 2021 incident described a frightening scene with nearby houses evacuated and said that the, the uh, negotiation team was used to make an arrest. Get this. The suspect was not prosecuted for that. Can you imagine that whole scene? That whole thing going on, that scary scene going on, and the suspect was not prosecuted, and court records involving the threat have been sealed. Interviews and public records revealed that the suspect had a troubled childhood marked by frequent uh, moves. The suspect's mother and father divorced when the suspect was less than two years old, and each parent had problems with substance abuse and a history of arrests. Court records indicated that the suspect had been living since childhood with their maternal grandparents who listed the child as a dependent as, as long ago as, as 2008. I have always said that if liberals didn't have double standards, they would have no standards at all. And here is a classic case of what I'm talking about. CNN host uh, Allison Camarado, or Camarada, I guess, uh, and a guest on the network uh, struggled with the gender non-conforming identity of the Colorado Club Q shooting suspect. Networks like CNN adhere to uh, identity uh, identifying people with their preferred pronouns. So they'll call them by their preferred pronouns. 
and advance um, radical you know gender theory by doing this, but seems to have abandoned these rules when it comes to the nightclub shooting. Notably, the the legacy media painted the shooting as a targeted hate crime against the LGBTQ community before recent developments about the alleged shooter came out. Quote, the attorneys for the shooter are now saying that the shooter is non-binary and the shooter would like to use the pronouns they, them for the court and, and all court papers. And that's what the shooter's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? Is what she asked. And she asked this guest, Natalie Brigham, uh, according to the, the post-millennial, the guest who identified as a trans woman and looked it on, on, uh, on the show is a friend of a victim in the tragic shooting. And she said, quote, I think that it's completely ludicrous. Bingham responded. I believe they're just saying that because they want to have an easy way out on this. That's really, really offending. Especially being a transgender woman myself. Get this, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man, unquote. Quote, that's not a binary, that's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape, or form could they appear as a woman the next day. This is what the guest said. And they continue to say, it's really offensive to really hear that, that they're playing that role. If they're non-binary, they would. Why would you go after the club where you feel safe? Why would you do that to a community where you are welcoming welcomed in? If you are non-binary, unquote. Now, Camarada uh, earlier in the in the week had a notable um, reaction when she learned about the shooter's gender identity. Quote: So attorneys for the accused shooter say in new uh, court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's what he's now saying, Camarada added. Did you hear what she said there? She's confusing the use of preferred pronouns that CNN typically has no issue with. Now, some on the right highlighted the left's change on the shooting narrative and their refusal to accept uh, self-proclaimed gender identity. Um, here's here's uh, what Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire said. Quote, sorry, but if you're on the left, then you have no right to deny the shooter's non-binary identity. You set a precedent here, and we will hold you to it. You have to respect his identity. I don't. You do. These are your rules. Now take your medicine and shut up. <laughs> kind of a neat quote, right? He also went on to say, You have already made it clear that if a male criminal comes out as a woman and is transferred to a woman's prison, that that we may not speculate that his trans identification is a ploy to gain access to female inmates. Same for men in women's locker rooms. 
Your rules are clear. All self-identifies are valid and cannot be questioned ever under any circumstances. Again, your rules, you are stuck with this. The shooter is is non-binary and you have no choice but to accept it. Sorry. (laughs) You see, these people, they are really confused. The law failed the victims of the, of the uh, Club Q shooting. And, and, and this is what Elliot uh, Tracks of the Hill uh, wrote. It's, he, he said, it's happened again. Another news cycle, another mass shooting. This time, Club Q, a nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, was the scene of a hateful act of violence, leaving five people dead and more injured. But there is something different about this incident. The club serves a distinct group of individuals, the LGBTQ community. Much has been said about the shooting in the last few days. Some have justifiably decried the ease with which individuals can purchase guns and, and, and the um, disturbing rise in public shootings. Okay, how does the difficulty level in which someone can own a firearm increase the number of public shootings. Can, can you, can you show me the, the, the chart where that, that intersects somewhere? So if, if it had been harder for this shooter to get a gun, then it wouldn't have happened is what you're saying. Where's the proof of that? He goes on and says, others have, have discussed the consent, um, uh, consistent targeting of vulnerable populations by shooters, including schools, houses of worship, and for the second time in six years, a nightclub catering to the LGBTQ community. <laughs> and, and why do we think that these places like, like schools and such are targeted? Could it be that, that, there are, that, that these are actual gun-free zones, as they like to call them? I mean, could it be that the shooters know that the the likelihood of someone firing back is really low? And they said, finally, there have been uh, empty statements about thoughts and prayers from high-profile individuals who seem to have little interest in preventing further tragedies. Of course there are. Liberals don't want these shootings to stop. When one of these shootings happens, they get to go on about how we need more gun control and all this and how how it's Republicans' fault and all this kind of stuff. As a professor who teaches sexual orientation, gender identity, and the law, it is most appropriate that I speak to what I know. (laughs) And what I know is this. The law has failed again the LGBTQ community. Sure. There have been victories. Lawrence versus Texas protected our rights to explore uh, intimate connections with those whom we love, a a providence in which legislation had no business to begin with. uh, Obergfeld versus Hodges gave us the right to marry something that shouldn't have needed to be uh, litigated in the first place. All right, let's, let's stop here just for a second. Obergfeld decision basically legalized gay marriage. Marriage was no longer a, a, a God-made and, and condoned thing. It was hijacked by the government to mean something that it was never intended to be. 
but they go on. But these victories have been limited. Masterpiece Cake Shop decided that someone's choice of faith tradition exempted them from recognizing the equality of fellow human beings due to a characteristic largely accepted as immutable. Okay, (laughs) we got to stop again. I'm sorry, got to stop again. The Masterpiece Cake Shop case said that a private business owner did not have to be forced to do something that went against their faith. So first, I love it when they call my relationship with Christ a faith tradition, as if it's not real. I'm just following a tradition. But second, why wouldn't my following of God prevent me from celebrating a a, a corruption of God's will for us, especially within my own business? Why should I be forced to do that? It doesn't make any sense. it's, It's not about people being equal either. It's about forcing me to bow to your demands just because you say so and because you're part of a socially accepted group. It also doesn't make it right just because it's a largely accepted activity and no homosexuality is not immutable. It's not. Immutable meaning uh, unable to be changed. It's a choice. It's a choice. They go on and say the Respect for Marriage Act, far from um, respecting marriage as a fundamental right, would enshrine those exemptions into federal law, all in the name of protecting the LGBTQ community. Now, how can, I, I need to ask you, how can gay marriage be a right? A right is something given to people by God. So how can that be a right? They say, which brings us back to the shooting in Colorado. As of yet, the shooter mo- shooter's motives are unknown, but in the interest of candor, it's, it's unlikely that the Club Q was a random choice. There still exist protections for discriminating against LGBTQ community. Again, this was a person that was part of, the, of, of this community. So, yeah, whatever. Change is overdue, and there are uh, three immediate steps that our state and federal governments can take. First, Congress must stop enacting uh, or uh, engaging in performance arts uh, uh, allyship. So basically what they're saying here is that they need to, to stop just mouth and words and, and uh, aligning themselves with the LGBTQ community and actually do something. Uh, they said that... Um, uh, that the free exercise of, of religion should not uh, come in, into play here, but to and they need to enact these rights uh, for in favor of them um, f- uh, because of the text of the Ninth Amendment makes it clear that the enumeration of free exercise in the First Amendment does not give it precedence over other constitutionally protected rights. No. That's not the case. The Ninth Amendment actually says that all rights not listed in the Constitution belong to the people, not the government. In other words, the rights of the people are not limited to just the rights listed in the Constitution. It doesn't say that you can infringe on my freedom of religion just because you think it's disrespectful. And to that end, If Congress wants to claim to support the LGBTQ community, it should do so without granting the right to discriminate to those 
who view LGBTQ relationships as inferior to heterosexual relationships. Anything less is disingenuous. So why have your liberal politicians not done more and, and, they, and they, they've done more talking than they've done doing on the subject. Could it be that maybe you're wrong? <laughs> no, that could be, right? Similarly, it, it, it's time to completely ban uh, panic defenses. Now, what they mean by panic defenses is um, someone who uses uh, a, 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 um, uh, a legal defense in, in a courtroom saying that some, because of somebody's sexual orientation, uh, what happened, they, they got really mad or whatever, and, and uh, they couldn't help themselves. But my answer to that is why should the government say what I can and can't use as a legal defense for myself? I mean, I, I should be able to bring up anything I want. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, but I should be able to bring up whatever I want. And finally, it says it, it is time to make sexual orientation and gender identity federally protected classes. Really? I mean, isn't isn't hate crime, aren't hate crimes already doing this? I mean, when was the last time someone was convicted of a hate crime against a white male Christian? <laughs> I mean, so so the law actually favors those of a minority sexual orientation or gender identity. And we, sh- we should mourn the victims of the Club Q shooting. Yeah, we should. We should mourn that. But, I, you know, they want more discussion on this, you know, because in other words, they want more action. They want more discussion and more action. Because they think that that by doing this, that it will it will bring about more gun control and the things they want. I I think having this discussion here today has helped. I think having this this discussion here today has has taken away um, something good out of something terrible, and that's what God tends to do, doesn't He? You may agree with that. You may disagree with that. I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.